Hello and welcome to the Hoop Collective Podcast. We talk about the NBA, which we're doing at 12.30 a.m. Friday morning. Why? In March, did we stay up till 12.30 in the morning, Eastern? Especially special circumstances when I'm on Get Up in like 15 minutes. Oh, hey, look who's famous. What's going on in Omaha? Wendy's going on Get Up. Let me tell you what's going on. You think... You think that show starts at ten? It's seven fifty-eight. No, my alarm's going off at four forty-five. Central. And you're making this take longer by whining. And we that? talk about the NBA. So joining us from New York City is Tim Von Temps. Hello, guys. How are we doing? Or it's it's going to be Saturday in a few minutes in New York. <laughs> Joining us from Memphis, Tennessee, the FedEx Forum, where he watched mm. the Warriors play the Grizzlies tonight, in where there was some basketball played around a whole bunch of trash talk between Draymond Green and Dylan Brooks, is Ben McMahon. Howdy, partners. So, McMahon, you had an interesting evening. Um, 6.30 local start. We thought he'll be, <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be done by, you know, 10 o'clock. Mm. Uh, no. Uh, what happened tonight? Well, a whole lot. Uh, not not that good of a basketball game, to be honest with you. The Warriors got down early, stayed down the whole time, made a made a nice run, and then got their butt. Warriors lost a road game. What a shocker! Well, right, right, right. The 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 worst team in the non Wimby uh, sweepstakes division on the road lost another road game. Now look, this was one where. You know, they, they lost it uh, at FedEx Forum, where there are some notable empty seats courtside, I, I will say. Uh, certainly related, a notable absence in the starting lineup. Well, so the, the Jaw family seats were just empty? They didn't? Yeah. They didn't uh, yeah, T. Moran and Jaw's friends were not in those courtside seats. Um, but they were just empty, or they just weren't there? They weren't there. They were empty. Um, oh wow! Uh, that's, Kennedy that's... Chandler's dad actually was sitting there for a little while, the the rookie reserve point guard. Um, but uh, so no John Morant, no Stephen Adams, and we don't know when Jaw's going to be back. At least three more games. Stephen Adams likely is out the rest of the regular season. Brandon Clark certainly out the rest of the regular season. The Grizzlies obviously had had a really rough week or so. Badly needed a win. Kicked the Warriors' butts. We had the fireworks between. Uh, pre-game, you know, uh, between Dylan Brooks and Draymond Green, where uh, Dylan Brooks uh, gave our colleague Tim Keown a some very interesting quotes, a really good story you should read if you haven't, on Dylan the villain, uh, including him blasting Draymond Green, talking about how much he didn't like him. Uh, Draymond declined comment at the time and blasted back on his podcast, time at two last night, the night before the game. Uh, Brooks tried to initiate a little conversation, uh, late in the first half where he scored over Draymond and, uh, got chest to chest and Draymond didn't reply. Draymond post game had plenty to say, including that scoffing at the suggestion that Grizzlies and Warriors is a rivalry. Now they've been to each other's seasons the last two years, the Grizzlies winning in, in the Bay and a, uh, in the last playing game in 2021, the Warriors you know, sending the Grizzlies home in the West semis last year in six games, but uh, can't be a rivalry according to Draymond because one team's won four championships, one team's never won a championship, and uh, Draymond, this is good. 
I, you know, I say, he said, <laughs> I said, he says, uh, one team has to win and then another team has to win. That's what creates a rivalry. Now, again, they have swapped in each other's seasons, but he, he doesn't matter. Not because one team gets up for you and talk like they can beat you and then not. That doesn't create a rivalry. Rivalries are created by you win, I win. Clearly, we've won four times. I think the organization has zero championships, so I can't consider that a rivalry. And then I said, so when you say win, you mean like May and June, not March. Anybody can win in March. What that means? I have a hard time getting out of my bed in March. What's a game in March mean? So that's Draymond. Then Dylan took longer than normal. And listen, he is a, I don't know how much you guys have interacted with him. He is a really nice guy, which you would never imagine given his on-court persona. But he's Canadian. Of course, he's a nice guy. So he, he gets dressed. He puts on his Dior pants, his Dior sweater, which he was planning on wearing a clown shirt to the game. And then decided against it because Draymond Green ended the podcast thing by so wait, saying. So he just announced he was going to wear a clown shirt. He mentioned did? this as as he was putting his Dior sweater on. He said, "Yeah, I was going to wear a clown shirt," but he said, "I didn't want to feed into that uh, before the game because um, Draymond ended the the thing with you know you're not a champ, you're a clown." So he says he's going to wear the clown shirt to the next game though. Um, and then of course he puts on. I think they were Louis Vuitton shades. I might have my my brand off, but that you know Dylan's got a extensive designer shades collection puts his shades on he was doing a whole lot of eye rolling uh behind those shades and i mean dylan had he had all kinds of good stuff it it, it was fun the the probably probably the, the, a couple of wasn't that, wasn't that by the way just real quick wasn't that one of uh, kg's great trash talks where he would just say where's your where's your face paint when he would where's your face paint clown You'd, that's a, that's <laughs> an old thing. Like, I, 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 I would bet there's a few four letter words in there as well. well of course, but, uh, of course. But you know, he did. Dylan did say that he he was he was eager to see what Draymond had to say during the game. And was a little bit disappointed that he took the media approaches. He said and didn't say nothing, which is cool. Um, the new media said, approach. Uh, took the new media approach. Yeah, yeah. He said uh, he he did imply that the Warriors might dump Draymond. He said we'll see at the end of the year what they do with him. That was interesting. Um, he was asked, hey, did the podcast bother you? He said, no, because I know I'm a better player than him. I can do the same stuff that he does. That's easy. That's just showing up to work. Me, I try to score. <clears throat> Editorial comments, sometimes too much. All the time. Uh, <laughs> no, anyways, that was went not, on, on and on. But he said, was, uh, he said. That was not part of the quote. That was huge. No, no, they, I said editorial comment. Them, but it, yeah. he said, I try to score. I try to figure out plays. I try to call plays for my team. It gets good here. Just the fact that he was trying to pin my teammates against me, that was a low, a low blow. So that's what type of player he is. These are my guys. We grew it all together. I ain't out there getting in physical altercations with my teammates. I sit there and talk to them, try not to break them down, but build them up. Uh, he had, he had a lot, and there's a lot of good stuff. He did, he did accuse Draymond of just using my name to get his podcast up. Um, <laughs> I mean, this was, it was a, well, the, hey, the quote that you left out, one. the quote that you left that out that I enjoyed was Draymond scoffing at the suggestion that he could be baited into getting a technical foul and that he only gets technical fouls when he wants to. Yes, I believe you and I were covering the Western Conference finals back in 2016 when there were some certain instances with uh, flagrant yeah, fouls he, with he, another he guy probably, who wasn't playing in that game today in Memphis, you know. 
there's there's yeah. been a few things with Draymond over time. Yeah, I and I always I always mention you're referring to Stephen Adam and and some of the nut shots. Yes, um, and uh, one of my favorite. Do you, want, do you know why time. one of the reasons players hate Stephen Adams so much? Why? Um, actually, uh, Kendrick Perkins and Tristan Thompson were mm-hmm. telling me this. I never heard this until recently, and I've watched it, and it's true. For a long time, Stephen Adams, if he whenever somebody goes up for a rebound, he's got this move where he grabs the players by their flank and pinches them. Mm. And he's got gigantic, very strong hands. And according yes. to the Perkin, well, maybe I shouldn't say that who, who told me, but I don't know. They don't care. According to Perkin Tristan, it hurts like they're hell. not playing against Stephen Adams anymore. Any kind of- <laughs> That's right. And so, the, you Plus, know, Perk doesn't exactly worry about ruffling feathers. <laughs> that is true. Uh, as an aside, and famously in Stephen Adams' rookie year, they went to Game Seven when he was with the Thunder against the Memphis Grizzlies, mm. grit and grind, mm-hmm. and um, Zach Randolph got suspended for the vital Game oh, yeah. Seven because he basically sucker punched Stephen Adams coming up the court in Game Six. None of us saw it. We had no, no idea. Good. All of a sudden, the day in, I, I was, I, I was covering that series i was driving in between memphis and oklahoma city because it was faster than flying Oof. long story and i remember getting this text message drive. the N- the nf the nba uh just announced zach was suspended for i was like what for what anyway <laughs> yeah. it's because zach was tired of stephen adams pinching him on the side now, that's all i'm gonna say go ahead well go ahead. uh and that's funny because certainly that was discussed a lot when the grizzlies traded for stephen adams before last season these folks have the, the grizzlies fans have long memories as i was reminded every time andrea guadala got the ball today uh and he was oh yeah i was like oh, oh yeah. yeah i forgot about that and they have the warriors pick next year oh yeah that now by the I, way I the grizzlies were fine with iguodala they they got a pick for taking him they got assets for trading him out i mean was well, no you know who wasn't there. fine with him? Dylan Brooks, who ripped him and basically said, well, I want us to trade him and I want to play him. That's so right. Him what we've got here. And, and That's and right. That. Jaw wasn't good with it and all that. Um, so Stephen Adams, though, unfortunately out, like I said, probably for the rest of the regular season. But going back to the uh, the little crotch kicks, one of my all time favorite quotes is when he was asked because it happened twice in that series. That's and correct. He was asked, hey, do you think this is do you think these were intentional? And he said, it's not that big a target, mate. He <laughs> <laughs> is um, one of a kind. Oh, he certainly man. is. But now this one, look, Draymond. I, you know, it's a very, it's like him saying it's not a rivalry is obviously just him uh, further disrespect from Draymond to the Grizzlies and intentional disrespect, obviously. But it's absolutely a rivalry. There's so much, just so much going on, and 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 you know. The Warriors hate Dylan Brooks. The the Grizzlies hate Draymond Green. A lot of a lot of teams don't like Dylan Brooks. A lot of teams a lot. don't and like a lot Draymond. of teams don't like Draymond hey. Green. <laughs> I was gonna say true. What, what's hilarious is these two guys. It's like the Spider Man meme. Wait, it is the Spider Man. You know, Dray, That's exactly Draymond, what it is. Draymond's resume is clearly at a significantly different level. Of course, but it Brooks. is. Of course, but it is the Spider-Man meme. These are two right. guys who they, annoy everyone who are now going at each other every time they play. Yeah, they are absolutely extremely similar players um, and personalities. And I really enjoy watching and dealing with both of these dudes. They're, it's To me, these guys are hysterical. Yeah, so my opinion on this whole trash talk back and forth, 
facts. They're both right. They, <laughs> they both are speaking right. a lot of truth. Maybe sure. not every single statement. And now let, me, let me ask you something else. Both these dudes are free agents, potentially, in the offseason. Well, Draymond. We'll see about Draymond. It's interesting. Okay, let me rephrase. Both of them can be free agents right. in the offseason. Who's, who's going to be more desired? Draymond. I mean, listen, I like Dylan Brooks a lot. You could, you could argue both guys could not be on their teams next year. No, uh, which both guys have implied about the other one. Right. They're both right. They're both right. But, but the thing about, like, I mean, Draymond, listen, say what you want, but when he goes down his resume, defense player of the year, four-time All-Star, four championships, two-time gold medalist, like that's all, those are all undeniable facts. Um, he's also, uh, I, I, I think, one of the best passing, uh, you know, one of the best passers in the league, one of the best screeners in the league. Like sometimes he clogs things up offensively just because of the the shooting. But you know, a lot of Steph Curry's threes have come because of passing and or screening with yeah, Draymond. And he's absolutely driven his team insane for a decade. And yeah. Dylan Brooks. Probably Same gives thing. the Grizzlies some <laughs> some well, No, Dylan. Yeah, you, Dylan can, shot you, can rem- you can remove probably. He does. Yeah, no he, question. It's not the same things, but he definitely drives them insane. With I me. will say this: I think Dylan drives. Taylor Jenkins would have more hair if he didn't coach Dylan Brooks. I'm pretty confident in saying. I think Dylan drives the front office. And by and the, the way, Dylan has crazy. spectacular hair. Oh, Dylan definitely wins. The, the braids hair. are always the braids oh. are always tight. Like you know. <laughs> But no, but you know what? You know what, though? Like, unless they are are successful getting one of these, like, Macau Bridges or OG Ananobis that they've tried to get, in other words, one of the, unless they can get one of the best defensive wings in the league, I think it's going to be tough for them to move on from Dylan Brooks because he absolutely, he is 100% deserving of being. Don't you think Dylan Brooks is a big winner here? Because like Stephen A talked about him for 10 minutes today on first. Yes, listen, he has been lifted up. Draymond Green getting in a back and forth with Dylan Brooks is 1000% a win for Dylan Brooks because of what Tim said at the beginning. These are not equal players, they're not remotely close to equal players. Draymond Green is a Hall of Famer. Dylan Brooks is not. That's very easy to say. However, because Draymond Green is now in this feud with Dylan Brooks, Dylan Brooks has been lifted up to the level of Draymond well, Green. Well, also in this the Shannon, Shannon Sharp thing. But all, no, but I'm saying this. But no, I this mean, in people, particular. This, this is the thing. It's forget the Shannon Sharp thing. That was a moment in time. This is a long-standing now thing with Draymond Green and Dylan Brooks. You have Draymond Green going on his podcast talking about Dylan Brooks. That turns it into a story, giving Dylan Brooks the ability. To come into the game and say, "Oh yeah, I was going to wear a clown shirt. I decided not to." Like yeah. the fact that and, he's and, even and you know what? You know what is great for Dylan Brooks, uh, like the fact, like that he hasn't. I, I he I don't believe he has been on an all defensive team. I, I'm pretty no. Sure. Okay, no. he hasn't. He should be, and he needs he needs attention. He needs notoriety. That's why he was so excited when Tim Keown said, Hey, I'm doing a story on it. And he said, you're going to get some really good stuff from me. And he sure enough did. Um, <laughs> but smart, like, smart because story he's not, you know, as he says in that story, like he's not going to be a guy who gets a lot of steals. He's not going to be a guy who blocks a lot of shots. You know, you have like, if you, but if you dig into the analytics as they do in that story, 
There's no question this guy deserves to be an all-defensive player, but he needs the attention. And guess what? He's got a whole lot of attention on him. Well, now. there was a there was a play tonight where he blocked a curry three in the corner. Yeah, just smothers Steph, him, and then Steph tries to get it off, and he swatted the thing in the fourth row. Ste- Steph did his whole like relocate thing. It was pretty mm-hmm. damn impressive. It was a, yeah. <laughs> you know, when they when they put together the edit for his. The issue with Dylan Brooks. The issue with Dylan Brooks is not at that end of the court. It's just very simple. The reason he's a bad player most of the time is he is a horrendous offensive player because of his horrendous decision-making. I'm not going to let you say he's a bad player. I'm not going to let you say he's a bad player. The the reason he can be frustrating, the reason reason that he's not going to get $20 million a year is because his shot selection will absolutely drive you crazy. Yeah, I said he's a bad... I'm not going to let you say that arguably the best on-ball defender in the NBA. Bad no, he said offensive player. He said off- offensive player. He's a bad offensive player. He's not okay. a bad offensive player. He just he's, he hurts the team times because he guns. That's why he's a bad offensive player. <laughs> if he I, didn't I'm, I'm do not going to disagree. I'm if not he didn't disagree. do that, yeah. it would be fine. <laughs> but this is like the Nikola Jokic thing. He's, he's, not, he's a bad offensive player. This What's going on right now? towards the hoop kind of reminds me of something Gilbert Arena said years ago um, when LeBron had this back and forth with Deshaun Stevenson with the Wizards uh, Dylan's a better Dylan's a better player than Deshaun Stevenson but uh, you know by the way Dylan Brooks is shooting 38% from the field and 32% from three let him tell his damn Deshaun Stevenson story and shut up I'm just I'm just emphasizing that that's all Come on, Deshaun you know, Stevenson stories, please. But this was a back and forth, and LeBron, you know, basically compared himself to Jay Z and Deshaun Stevenson to Soldier Boy, who had whatever I can't remember the name of his hit song, but it was the hit at the time. And, um, you know, it was a pretty powerful uh smack. And then Jay Z like dropped some like remix of one of his songs in the middle of the series and changed a verse i think blow the whistle was i think uh and put Deshaun stevenson in the song and you know then soldier boy himself shows up at the next wizards game and they have this whole little thing and i remember asking gilbert arenas during the series you know during the back and forth it was a classic back and forth of that series about like Deshaun Stevenson, you know, basically getting worked over by LeBron because he was working him over. He had moments when he got under LeBron's skin. Um, but, you know, LeBron's going to win that. And Gilbert was like, are you kidding me? Jay-Z just put him in a song. This is the greatest two weeks of this guy's life. Like, he's, he's absolutely the winner. And Gilbert was right. And so, like, I say Dylan Brooks a big winner here. Now we got bigger discussions to have about where the Grizzlies are headed as a franchise. By the way, team. and then you remember Deshaun Stevenson was a a nice role player on that 2011 Buddy. Mavs team. And if you want to talk about the best two weeks of his life, he oh no question got all kinds of trash talking on LeBron, especially right after the championship. Um, he wore he he saw some people partying and and and. Uh, bought one of their shirts that he wore on the plane home that said, tell me how my dirt tastes. Um, oh, <laughs> and then he, then he then signed with the New Jersey Nets next season, which I covered him when he had an ATM in his house. Yes. Well, and then he also, I think uh, that was when he was in Orlando, he had the ATM, but yes. It, it, yeah. Well, the house was in Orlando. Um, 
by the way, Jet Terry, when he got the uh, the the uh, Larry O'Brien Trophy tattooed on him before that season started, that was oh yes from Deshaun Stevenson's personal tattoo artist when they had a, a preseason party at his Orlando place. Um, yes. And then Deshaun Stevenson, it was like a couple days I want to say after the uh, after the championship game and 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 the parade when they told hey don't put a microphone in front of Deshaun he stumbled across <laughs> the stage and got in front of the microphone. Um, he was found wandering aimlessly at some random apartment complex that didn't know where he was. Deshaun Stevenson's <laughs> best two weeks of his life were were during and, and immediately after the 2011 finals. That that, um, that yes. going over I, getting in the Jay Z song. I can. Assure I mean, you. very very few people over the course of the last 20 years have really gotten over on LeBron. Even the Warriors who. Took three, who sent him home three times. Mm-hmm. He'll always have three mm-hmm. one on him. Always. Okay. Those Mavericks got over on him. And he sure did. Hated Jason Terry and he hated Deshaun Stevenson. And they'll have it for the rest of their lives. And I'll never forget. And I hate to devolve into more story time. I'll never forget when LeBron moved on and played for the Heat or, um, you know, or Jason Terry moved on and was with the Celtics. Mm-hmm. And there well, was this dumb. one. It's one game in, in Boston and LeBron dist- Jason Terry's out of position and transition and LeBron destroyed him. Destroyed yeah, that him. Dunk. Just- That's just one of the, one of the most vicious dunks of all time. And I remember, uh, you know, in Boston, you sit, uh, you where the media sits, Bontemps lived there for years. You sit right next to the radio, cornbread Maxwell, Cedric Maxwell is the radio man for the Celtics for years. <laughs> I'll st- I still remember the sound he made. You can find it if you. If oh you yeah, it. you can you look can, it up. You can still remember the sound <laughs> he made, and it wasn't a, it wasn't words; it was a sound. So the next day, the the Heat move on on the road trip, and the next day they're having a practice. And LeBron, I don't know this for a hundred percent, but like I'm pretty sure LeBron arranged with a reporter to ask him about the dunk. Um. <laughs> And it happened. And he basically said, I was glad it happened to him. Uh, I was glad that it happened. An incredible, an incredible moment. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call or click ranger.com or just stop by. The NFL schedule drops this week and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code HOOP. That's code HOOP. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. I'll just give you the quote. I'll just give you the quote. It's one of my better, this is what LeBron said. It's one of my better ones. And the fact that it happened to JT makes it that much sweeter because we all know JT talks too much sometimes and I'm glad it happened to him. I remember (laughs) just, I was smiling I couldn't get to my computer fast enough. I was like, you know, I don't move fast. It's 
kind of obvious. <laughs> I, was, I was I was in second gear. Uh, I always used to say that I only have two speeds, slow and dead stop. Um, okay. Uh, just like Luca. <laughs> let me just say before I'm we just move like on Luca to, and Kevin Durant, both. Well, before we move on to the um, injured superstars, um, let me just say that I'm really, I'm really trying hard. I'm like um, uh, Samuel L. Jackson in uh, Pulp Fiction. Is that reference too old? And he says, I'm trying to be the shepherd. I'm trying to be the shepherd on the Warriors. I really am. I'm trying to. I hear you. uh, Respect that they're a champion that doesn't get up for the regular season. I'm trying to respect their numbers when they play together. I'm trying to remember that over 20 years, the, mm-hmm. the, the trap that people fall into every single year is that the playoffs are anything like the regular season. I am trying to do it, but God, they're making it hard. Dude, the, it only so hard. T- the only teams with the worst road records now are the Spurs and the Rockets. Wow. And, you know, I had Kendra great. Andrews on the hit YouTube show, Howdy Partners, this week, and we're discussing reasons to believe in the Warriors and reasons to doubt. And, like, the number one reason to doubt is they are literally one of the league's worst road teams. And it's crazy because, you know, we've mentioned that the historic streak, uh, long streak in history of winning at least one road game, whatever it is now, 27, 28 series. Yep. I mean, not only do they like they get their asses kicked on the road a lot. Like they are for whatever reason, and Steve Kerr was talking about this tonight. Like for whatever reason, they are a completely disconnected team on defense on the road. Um, you know, well, that's it, the thing. Like last year when they won the title, they were the number two defense in the league. Number two. Yeah. Right now they're 18th, and I didn't, you know, the the numbers haven't populated by the morning. In 12 right. minutes, when the sun comes up, they could be in the you know 20th or whatever because they weren't great tonight. Oh, they were horrific tonight against a what team I, that didn't have. What am I supposed to do? Point guard, Bontemps, What am I supposed to do? I I, I have like what Draymond Green says. I don't get out of bed for games in March. He's right. I I like. What am I supposed to say? Yeah, but at some well, point, I- it's got to matter, right? I mean, look, I've been saying, and they are this, they are populated on NBA.com, and they're still 18th. I mean, I, oh, I've been saying name. for a while that they're my pick to win the West by default, and it's really only because I have no faith in any of these other teams, right? And Because it, you totally point, disrespect the Denver Nuggets is why it is, but go on. Well, I need to see Denver do it in the playoffs. Again, as we've talked about multiple times, this is all wide open for Denver. They, they, it's all wide open for them. There's not going to be any excuses if they don't win this time. Denver, this number one field. clutch defensive team in the last decade. That's right. So, oh, baby. And as a transition, <laughs> hold on. What is that? What does that pose, Wendy? <laughs> Wendy, I don't one. know. What do you, are you like <laughs> yeah. smoking a cigarette? You're so satisfied from that statement that you got to smoke a cigarette? My goodness. I was just, I was just looking, looking <laughs> uh-huh. up and just pondering. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens with their clutch defense in the playoffs. And we will see. We ta- I agree. I agree. No, and what have we talked about with Phoenix a bunch? That they got two main guys and really three guys, including CP, who get hurt all the time. Yeah. And McMahon, Brian flew to Phoenix Dude. to watch to watch Kevin Durant play in his first home game as a Phoenix Sun. 
Kevin can't even get through warmups. And now he may not play in a, in a home game or any game until the playoffs. So Dude, we had, by the way, we, we had back to back nights of ankle injuries in pregame warmups. Oh, yeah. Jonathan Kaminga, Kaminga rolled his place. ankle and didn't play. That's right. Didn't play That's but, crazy. I, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. Real quick. Okay. I've seen in pregame warmups guys who already had injuries, like their back that was already mm-hmm. bothered them, stiffened up, their hamstrings. Something flares, yeah. something flares up. up on a guy. Yeah. The only thing I can compare this to, Francisco, I'm telling stories tonight. It's late. Francisco Garcia. Does everybody remember Francisco Garcia? Uh, listen, New York City legend, Francisco Garcia. That's right. One time the ball got caught on the flange. Uh, the, like, it was, I think it was on a free throw. The ball got stuck on the back of the other uh, rim, just mm-hmm. up, up there. And Francisco Garcia went up to get it and to knock it down, and he sprained his ankle on landing. Oh man! And LeBron said it's because he was wearing Reeboks. Oh, okay. No. That's the only thing I could think about last night when I saw that in mm-hmm. that injury that he basically spiked himself. I don't weird. think the floor was wet. He just spiked himself. That was a strange one. And honestly, though, okay, two to three weeks. So let's assume well, he's gonna, he the team announced he's going to be reevaluated in three weeks. Okay, let, let's let's be optimistic and and say, hey, he'll be back and, and get a few games in at least. Well, well, well hold on, though. Hold on, though. He's going to get reevaluated in three weeks. Okay. Right? Okay, so, like I said, let's... but just just play, but play the game with me for a second. Three weeks from right now, there's ten days left in the regular season. We never see guys instantly come back and play from the reevaluation date ever. So, is he gonna play in another regular season game? To me, it seems pretty unlikely, especially when yeah. you consider what happened with the hamstring injury when there was some thought he's going to be play. back before I think the All Star break. I think and he sat out for another three weeks. So that's a fair I, point. I, that's a fair I point. do I, let, again. Let, let's be optimistic and say that sure. he will he will come back and he will play in at least two or three games at the end of the regular season, at least enough to you know chip off a little bit of rust, getting a little bit. Let's see. Yeah, say he'll he'll come back and play like I said, two or three games into the regular season. Does does this change your uh, optimism for the Suns as far like do, does this alter your opinion of the Suns championship chances if he's back believe- and he's and he's able to play a few games at the end of the regular season? I can't even believe I'm saying this, and I don't have a what you guys push back on this. I don't really I understand why you push back on it. I don't think it matters because I think that's I just think that's insane. I think that's oh, insane I, I, thing I, to say. I mean, I, I, I'll let you finish. I should let you finish. Here's Sorry. the thing. I, first off, being around the Suns for the last two weeks, they're in a good place as a team right now. Mm-hmm. Now, they have flaws, and those flaws are not going to get fixed. Um, they have a suspect back end of their rotation. Monty Williams is absolutely scrambling to try they to figure out who he's Back playing. into the starting lineup. <laughs> Fair. Fair. They I mean, got they four do. guys, and then there's yeah. and then it's patchwork. But they're in a good place as a team. I think they're going to keep winning. Now they play in Golden State on Monday, and then they host the Bucks on Wednesday. Those will be great tests. Devin Booker is as hot as he's ever been. 
By the way, Durant still isn't going to play on the road against the Warriors. Nope. Hadn't happened happened since he's left. Well, he he, he played, but I think he has not played on the road against the... Maybe maybe that's it. Maybe he doesn't play in front of the fans. Yeah. So they haven't done the tribute video, right? Or did they do it? Did they do a tribute video? I didn't research this. I don't know. They probably did one when he... All right. Anyway... The the Suns' problems are still going to be there when he comes. Yeah, back. he played. Also, he played in twenty one. He played in twenty one, but there were no fans at the game. Okay, there you go. Um, I don't. Obviously, it's a it's a disappointment. I don't think it. I think he slides back in, and as long as he's okay, he's going to be okay. Like I. All right. Well, 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 there, well, there, well that's where we got to stop. That's where we got to stop. As long as he's okay. I mean, th- this is why this is an insane thing to say. Like, yes, if Kevin Durant is able to play basketball then the Suns will be okay. But this, this instance is the whole point. Like this is the problem. He played. I agree. He missed, but, um, but that, well, but that's, but that, he missed 30, that, that was he missed, true. Even if he, if even he played every game, the risk of injury would still be I just un, as great. Well, but it's not just as great though. He missed 37 games two years ago. He missed 30, he missed 27 games last year. This season he's played 42 games. He's played three games in the last two months. There's a pretty good chance he'll have played three games in three months before the playoffs start. Uh, so and I'm I, not, that, and I'm not worried about it. And I, and I, I agree. You, you, and I'm not I just worried think about that's, it. I just think that's insane. You Man, how'd you feel that uh, playing his third game in seven weeks? How'd you feel? I watched a guy score 37 points on 17 shots. Okay, and thought that and, he was pretty good at basketball. And, and the question is not, can Kevin Durant come back in a month and play one game and be good? That's not the question. The question is, does this impact your feel? What Your question was what? Does it impact your feelings on their chances to win the title or to win the West? Like, yeah. okay, so Kevin Durant, who will have played possibly three games in three months going into the playoffs, may have to play 21 games in a row without injury over a six-week period playing every other day. I don't like the chances of that, which sucks. Uh, I want to see Kevin Durant play. But, like, we have a very long track record now of Kevin having injuries, a lot of them unfortunate freak injuries, but they're still injuries. And – I, at some point, you I think it's kind of crazy to just say, well, no big deal, not a problem, that he's going to maybe have played three games in three months going into the playoffs. Now he's just going to ramp up and play 42 minutes a game for a team with yeah. no depth that has to have Kevin and, and Devin Booker play every game a ton of minutes to win. I, am, just, a, I, am, I, actually, I am closer. It doesn't to, make am, sense, but I think it's true. I am closer to the windy side on this. Then I am the Bon Temp side, which uh, kind of makes me feel good because certainly I always con- <laughs> get concerned when I agree with Bon Temps on anything. But look, it's like it, I like the one thing I don't worry about for sure is like, oh, or is he going to be able to get in a groove with the Suns? They're going to be able to establish chemistry, and I was like, dude, because the not, guy, yeah, Kevin Durant, it's, the it's like an instant player, fit. It's an instant 100%. fit. Kevin Durant, the, the basketball the, player, is not the problem. To be very clear. The th- the reason I do think this diminishes their chances is because obviously the odds of them moving out of the four seed um, drop, and so to me it's about. I, I think they're well, going to keep. They playing. drop. They drop. I didn't yes. say that. I didn't I mean, say. Brian, I didn't say Brian, it's a guarantee. They. You're being they ridiculous. 
You're being ridiculous, okay. Brian. Acting like they're well, just no, what he's saying is what he, 80% what he, winning percentage without Kevin Durant now. They're going to just well, climb up. But how, what he's saying is that the Grizzlies could could really have some issues. That's right. That's what he's saying is like, there are look, three so games. The, there are three games ahead of the Clippers. First off, if Booker or Chris Paul gets hurt tomorrow, or they don't play yeah. tomorrow, but Saturday, I guess it is tomorrow. I don't know what to tell you. But like, if they beat the Kings at home, which guys, the last four games, Booker is averaging 38 and shooting 60%. Okay. Mm-hmm. If they beat the Kings at home, by the way, the the, uh, the the Kings are one of the best road teams in the league. So I'm not they are. guaranteeing it. Great win tonight for the Kings. Beat the Knicks at home. Fun game. Uh, if they if they beat the Kings uh, on Saturday, they're going to be one game back of the three. And they're going to be two games back of the two. And I think they're going to keep winning. Like, uh, I... I don't see short of another injury. I, I think they're going to win. Uh, but again, short of another injury, like this is, this is, you're just no, dismissing short of another injury though. But that's true. No matter what, of course, but it's not, no, no, no. But that's the thing. You're this, this isn't true. No matter what, like this team has massive injury concerns and almost true. instantly has had them realized. And that was true yesterday afternoon before the injury, and it was true now. It, that, I know, but it's not, it's not exist. like you could say it's bad luck if, I don't know, Nikola Jokic yeah. slipped and hurt his ankle pregame. Like, Nikola Jokic never gets hurt. So counting on him being healthy is a very reasonable thing to do. The Suns are a team that's literally the opposite of that. All of their guys are injury concerns. And again, like to go back to Memphis, Tim is in Memphis today. Steven Adams was on the verge of returning mm-hmm. as he was at his next evaluation point. And now he's getting a stem cell injection in his knee and he's out for a month. Okay, now, I'm not saying it's going to, it's a sprained ankle. I'm not, though. It's I'm not, not come on, well, man. well, hold on. I'm not saying it's exactly the same compare. I'm not trying to say it's exactly the same. My point is when guys are reevaluated in three weeks, that doesn't mean they're coming back in three weeks. All right. USWB so, tinkle, tinkle. I, again, you you asked, does it lower their championship odds? And just to say, oh, well, it'll be okay. Kevin will be back. It'll be fine. I, I just know. think that's insane. I, I, I don't. There's no logic that, in that. I know. I don't fault you for that, but I'm telling you, that's the way I feel. I, 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 I honestly, I'm closer to Wendy here. I don't necessarily think <laughs> this moves the needle for the Suns' championship chances. I, I, just I think that's wild. I think it. If they got again, the news that the I'm Mavs just, got about Luca, that like, okay, he's gonna be gonna miss a couple days, he'll be back. I would totally agree. But by this the way, is way different than that. By the way, kind of taking us full circle. We'll see if, if Luca plays Saturday. If not, their next game is uh, it's Saturday in Memphis, and then Monday in Dallas against the Grizzlies. Um, they need, they're desperate. They're desperate. They've got to start winning. That's why he played in a back-to-back for the first time in over three months, despite, uh, his thigh having had been bothering him. Um, but do you think Dylan Brooks might, uh, you know, check up on that thigh a few times while he's defending oh, him. If, if yeah. Luca plays in one of both of those games, if I'm Dallas, there's no way I'm letting Luca play. Yeah, you think Dylan Brooks no might, uh, you know, might give him a little uh, knee to the thigh or, or, Man, or two. Along I mean, the that's way. a that when you see guys go down, that's a tough thing to do on screens, even if your thighs are totally fine. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's he, that's one of those be, things. They'll that, be setting a billion screens on Luca if he oh, plays man. in that game. Oh man, 
Um, you well, know, at Dallas. Least Ad- or at least they don't have Stephen Adams setting screens because that guy, I'm telling oh. you, is a right tackle. <laughs> oh man, he's right tackles. Wish they had his uh, features. <laughs> um, so, but Dallas is they crawled back up to eighth. Um, they're they're they edged over the um, the the 500 line. Uh, by the way, no, Chris they, Finch, they, they've they've slid down with that loss to the Pelicans. It's crazy. They, I okay, think they right. went from you're right. five they're, to eight. They have. They're eight. That one time. By the way, but, but, there are, it might yeah, have been from six to eight. No, they're they're in eighth place right now. I'm looking at the standings. Which, by the way, yeah, but they're t- are, it's a three way tie for six, and they're I a half right. game behind five. Well, That's how I understand. I, what I was going to say it's it continues to be remarkable that. 80% of the way through the season, 15 or 16 games to go, the gap in losses from 5th to 13th is 2 yeah. in the West. Like That is just bizarre. That's By the way, beyond wild. The only West teams in the last 10 that are above 500, Nuggets, Kings, Suns. Suns and Lakers. And those Los Angeles Lakers. Hey, I can't. The MAC 10 seed label has been retired. The Lakers are sitting in the nine seed. I can no longer call them MAC 10 seed. They're also tied for the 10th seed right now with New Orleans. Um, they're nine in the standings as we speak. By the way, uh, Chris Finch, the coach of the Timberwolves, gave an update on Carl Towns today because uh, Minnesota well, is right see, in the middle. I didn't see that. What is it? Well, it was kind of an update. Like he's not doing any even one-on-one yet like he hadn't even progressed to five on zero so he's still doing mostly work with like individual coaches so the translation is that he's not close he's some period of time away and out since november 28th it's gonna be hard to get back this season at this point then right well i'm not ruling that out i'm just saying that he offered an update and like it it's I mean, he's. I'm sure he's progressed, but it it was not. It was not promising that it was yeah. going to be yeah. short term. Uh, I mean, look, when he first had that injury, it looked like devastating. Oh man, I, so, mean, I think we were texting about that night. I mean, I, I was sitting at a game watching it. I was afraid he did his Achilles when he did yeah. it. I mean, he just went yeah. down like he like a sack of bricks. It well, and then brutal. you know, he remember he like looked behind him, which is a telltale yeah. sign. Yeah, you know. Um, so anyway, I just thought I'd bring that up. Uh, so Dallas is um, teetering, Oof. just not necessarily because of the way they're playing. Although they've just they've blown so many close games recently. They're not blown; they just haven't won. They have seven in their last ten. Worst of all those teams from well, actually, it's like, worse than everybody in the West except for San Antonio and Houston over there. And game. two of those wins, one's over the Spurs. And that's the only the only convincing one they've had during that stretch. And then another was like pulled out against the Jazz, who were minus three, you know, three starters after making a rebuild trade for you know in the middle of a season that was supposed to be about rebuilding anyway. Well, um, I think they're on a back to back, but but I was even on a back to back for the Sixers from Miami, which is a brutal back to back. They're gonna they're gonna make the play in at least because mm-hmm. utah and oklahoma city are qu- quiet quitting i mean wink wink you know i mean i don't i mean i guess it's possible but those teams are not acting like they're going all out to make the playoffs 
I would say um, the plan is not the priority for either of those teams. I think right, we can they, just yeah. say that. Um, so any, any time without Luca here is worrisome McMahon. I mean, duh. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad we decided that a superstar missing time is a problem. I'm glad we yeah. we can agree on that. Well, listen, the honestly, the time with Luca recently has been worrisome. Like this is, you know, you make a massive risk win now trade and you are just a mediocre since then. Oh man. And again, like we've talked about they're not mediocre. Hundred... They're the third worst team in the West since then. Okay, well. But, you know, and again, you have Kyrie there. You're playing this New Orleans team that's been hot garbage for quite a while the other day. You really need a win. And, you yeah. know, it wasn't back to back. Get that one still, done whatever. either. I mean, the, we've said it a hundred times. The Mavericks are going to score a whole lot well, of New points. Orleans, New, New Orleans and very often give Brandon up more. Ingram in that game. I know. It was a terrible. It was a bad loss. They're not, they're not a good team right now. They're a horrific defensive um, team that scores yeah. enough points to make most games interesting. Now all these West teams are bad. It's just it, every every one of these teams stinks. There's they don't play terribly. They don't, that's I'm talking about. Bob Tim says I'm, everyone stinks. Look, I'm just saying if you go through these teams after Phoenix, Phoenix, assuming they're healthy, Phoenix is obviously going to be really good. You go from Golden State down, you don't feel good about any of those teams. Is my point. Every no, one of Clipper, them. Yeah, it's, it, it's, don't it's, feel it's Clippers down. How about those red hot Clippers? They've won two in a row to to move back up to five. If only starting your fitness journey was as easy as starting this podcast. The truth is all the lift big, get big, and beach body ready in three weeks pressure stops most of us from even starting. And starting is what matters most. It's everything. Wherever you're beginning and wherever you want to be, Peloton encourages you to just start. With thousands of classes to get you moving and doing what you can, even if that's just a 10-minute low-impact class, they have those too. And when you're ready, take it up a gear with a 30-minute live DJ ride. Start with Peloton and find instructors that will keep you motivated to stay on your fitness journey. Learn the basics and build from there. Remember, doing something is everything. Get started with a Peloton bike or Bike Plus rental at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Terms apply. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Next yeah, Friday, no, the, the, the depth. McMahon, in the are you going to this game in LA next Friday? Uh, I'm not. We're. I don't know if you've heard, but uh, I'm trying to boost our 401ks by s- squeezing it, that travel relax. budget real tight. Take it what? easy. Take it. Take it easy. I do, easy. What are you talking about? I'm just explaining why I'm not going. All right. Now uh, I will say this: I will be in San Antonio with the Mavs next week, and TBD. That could the the Grizzlies come in to San Antonio right afterwards. So I might have to extend my stay depending on, I don't know the jaws coming back after four games. I, I would guess that it would, his leave of absence will be extended a little further, but we'll see. I have no idea what's going on with jaw, but I find it strange that they put another game number on it. 
Yeah. That was strange. That's interesting. Because now after four games, everybody's going to say, okay, let's have your our job update. Well, they'll, they'll um, send out another one sentence uh, press release. And hey, maybe they, as, at some point, they might just do the Jordan facts. <laughs> He's back. Um, yeah. Well, hey, anyway, Josh, call in the locker room that. after the game, though. Call on the boys. And uh, yeah, know. say that. Uh, we didn't mention that yet. Yeah. So he, um, you know, and, and again, we've talked about it like, I don't think anybody's ever accused Job not being a good teammate and not caring about his team and that sort of a thing. It's just I agree. His his off court lifestyle has become concerning to the point of him needing to step away. But uh, yeah, he called. He called. I think he called Jaron Jackson's phone and Dylan Brooks said, you know, he he called and like everyone talked to him in the locker room. He's congratulating him. He said he's in good spirits, working out. Even though he's not with us, he's still with us always. This is his team. Every single day, he's sending us a group text, giving us encouraging messages, you know, so on and so forth. Um, so he's still, you know, kind of staying connected to his teammates like that. Um, you know, Taylor Jenkins b- before the game basically said that, uh, you know, and they're, they're not going to publicly share the steps that he has to take to rejoin the team, but he says there are steps that need to be met personally and professionally as he deals with stuff personally to get better. Um, he said he's fully on board and has been communicative with our group. He, I think he also used the word compliant. Uh, we'll see. There's there's obviously a lot of work to be done with John, and, and we'll see if if that work is done by over the next week or not. Well, anyway, next Friday. Also, we'll see if the league, the league might – Say hey, I I have no idea what's going to happen here. I yeah, really the the, the league might say you need, there needs to be an actual suspension because this is not a suspension. The suspension. Well, takes I don't know what they suspend him for. That's the problem. I don't want to talk about that right now. Conduct detrimental. Next Friday, Mavericks at Lakers could be a big one. <laughs> could be. And, that could and, be. That could be. It will be a big one yeah. regardless. There is no such thing as a not big game between any of these teams because they're all bunched up. Well, this is what, you know, in, um, you know, in English soccer or any, you know, European soccer, whenever two teams are on the verge of that are on the verge of getting relegated, play each other, they call, they dub the games a six pointer because three points, if you win Mm -hmm. three points, if you win, but it's a six point swing, win or lose, that's a six pointer. Okay. That's a six. Listen, there's, there's, there's two or three, six pointers a night in the West, the way this is right now, the whole homestand that the Pelicans are on right now is four straight six pointers. Um, before we go, I got to talk about this real quick. Fred Van Vliet. Woo wee. Iconic post-game rant, totally under control. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not, I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't call it a rant. I don't think that's fair. You're right. There was a speech. That's right. Um, and how many cuss words? A lot. Let me. He I'm came gonna... right out of the gate. Um, he was just like, first off, Ben Taylor, the referee, was bleeping terrible tonight. No, that was his said, opening I, no, line. He, no, he started. No, his opening line was, "I don't mind. I'll take a fine. I really, I don't really care." And then I thought Ben Taylor was <laughs> effing terrible tonight. Okay, <laughs> I don't remember that ever being said like that on the record, uh, just blatantly like that. And that's the other thing. It's one thing if a guy gets called for a technical foul 
and loses his mind or, you know, gets, there's a foul. He doesn't agree with that He loses his mind. And even if he sure. gets ejected, like utter, you know, emotional utterances. And then sometimes the players can be fined for directing inappropriate language to game officials for that. Uh, this, he was totally cooled off, came in and said it, but this is what, so the, the quotes are amazing. And no matter what you think about the job the officials are doing, and also it's important to point out that the Raptors the night before in Denver, or was it two nights before? It was two nights before. Prior two nights game, before. Two nights before. Yeah, there was a controversial ejection. Uh, we, um, I think we talked about it on the pod. We did. Uh, yeah, you talked about it with Goldsberry. Yeah, they tossed, they tossed Scotty Barnes with 28 seconds left in a one-point game where nobody in the arena even noticed that he said well, anything. Well, to, but... to be clear... Not they. Scott Foster did it to the point where in an iconic image, one of the other two oh, refs yeah. on his crew went, huh? Hey, you know, For you know, all time, as, like, as oh, CP3 once said, as CP3 once said about Scott Foster, he the man. That's who they pay to see. You know, hey, <laughs> okay. this is Scott and Foster. You can't spell Scott Foster without three little T's, little T's. <laughs> all right. Joey Crawford, I think, pioneered the little T. But he sure did. Okay. There's no T in Joey Crawford. There's three of them in Scott Foster. It's important to understand that that happened with the Nuggets. But this is what I'm getting towards. He sure did get fined. Oh, 30 grand, though. Come on. That's 20 grand lighter than I thought it was going to be. And then he thought it was going to be. There is the typical the typical fine for these things, just so people understand why we're saying this. If you if you talk about officials after the game. Like this, an oppressor, the coach. Not even you know, like this. Don't. If you just, no, 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 if you just right. If you're critical of the officials after a game, say you know Doc Rivers comes in tomorrow, they lose to Portland. He says the rest were terrible, cost us the game, blah blah, whatever. Yeah. He's going to get twenty five thousand dollars. That's sort of the standard fine for going in after the after the game and saying I'm going to get my money, uh, take it from me, and I'm going to make a point. That's the standard fine. And Fred got thirty. So he fillets an official by name and there was strategy for it because he said that Ben Taylor and in fact yeah. uh the the I'm not sure which Raptors Josh, media guy Josh Lewenberg Josh Lewenberg from TSN okay. looked it up. He, he looked it up. Uh Van Vliet's been called for eight technical eight technicals this year, and sure enough, Ben Taylor has called five of them on him. No, so this three, it says in an ohm story. Well, Ben Ben Taylor's crew, I believe. Okay, had right. called. I think had called him. Okay, for five, three by Taylor. Okay, okay. Um, dude. So, but my point is, real quick. Now, Fred Van Vliet has got it out into the consciousness mm-hmm. that Ben Taylor, there is a potential issue with him, yes. and he potentially could benefit from that down the line, for in various ways, and it cost him. $5,000 more than if he had just said, we got screwed tonight. If he had just used those verbiage, you've gotten the same thing. And I cannot believe that the NBA did not protect its officials, regardless of what you think about it. Yeah. That they did not protect these officials with more of a fine. Remember when, guys, hey, remember when guys used to get fined if they cussed in the media? This was, he was ripping a ref. And I'm not, hey, I don't care if they cuss or not. I don't give up. But uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> this was he was ripping a ref and there was I'm counting them just in the opening statement. There was one, two, three F's, a BS, an S and a phallic D. I mean, that's a lot. 
That is six expletives. Why don't you go to the other seven dirty words? Because that'll only cost you maybe another twenty five hundred. Just, <laughs> just go George Carlin right down even, the line. Hey, go for it. It wasn't even an extra grand per per expletive. <laughs> it was. It was a remarkable. It was a. It was a remarkable thing to see um, Fred do that. And look, like you know, we McMahon in our chat dropped a, a video in of. Uh, Scott Foster slipping and falling during the Mavs Pelicans game, but certainly uh, that was a national TV game. The next night he basically could have worked after uh, the game Monday. So it certainly wasn't like, you know, the oh, league dude. took any issue with what he did. Bro, so. in the last two minute report, they called that technical a correct call. Oh, I know. Well, the, the like, technical. Are you kidding? It's not a correct the, call to eject a really good player in a one-point well, game when he mutters something under his breath. Well, that's the when, thing. When, the, the, when, the ejection's the problem. The technical and, is questionable. The ejection is well, and especially because he had none. It wasn't like yeah. he was sitting on one. He had right. none. It was a one technical ejection with twenty seconds to go in the game, and then he and Scotty are doing this at each other, pointing at each other as he's walking <laughs> off the court. When Scotty's like, "Yay, bro! Like, thanks." And Scott, Scott Foster's, you know, going back at him. I mean, I, I don't know. I all, all I'll say on this subject is that I've talked. Monty McCutcheon is obviously the guy in charge of the refs now, was the best ref in the league, unquestionably. I've told Monty this before. Brad and I were both at Game 7 of the 2016 NBA Finals. Golden State lost to Cleveland. Obviously, a hugely emotional, intense game on every front one of the most tense atmospheres, incredible atmospheres I've ever been in. There was not a single issue with the refs that entire game. Nope. It was the best ref game I've ever seen. And they, and they even got the, the LeBron block clean. Perfect. On Iguodala. Perfect. Although and, having seen it live, I would have guessed. <laughs> it was so uh, they, fast. And they, they got, there was not one. And that was a, the, the most intense atmosphere possible. And those no guys. Reviews, no, no reviews. Like whose nothing. ball out of bounds clean as a whistle and I, i've talked to buddy about so that it was him and duke callahan and danny crawford doing that game three ah, long time danny veteran. crawford well Mavs fans love him Mavs fans don't love danny him. crawford hey that was that is an example though you you mentioned van vliet calling ben taylor out by name i'll never forget i was waiting because our our stats and info group had given me like the danny crawford mavs playoff stats that were yep. just like alarming they were they were, they were like one in 17 in playoff games by him and like the spread was something awful too like against the spread and uh, just all kinds of numbers so i had a story written just waiting for the first danny crawford um ass assignment to the mavs playoff game in 2011 and i think it was game two of the first round against the trailblazers so boom like the ref assignments come out at 8 a.m or whatever it is the story's filed boom Nate McMillan was so pissed off that I wrote that story because he was basically like, if there is any doubt now, it is going to go the Mavs way. When there's that kind of a spotlight on a specific rep. Did he say something and, to you? And, and they, No, he said it like in his pregame press conference. Oh, okay. You know, like he, like he was like, if there's any doubt now, you know, <laughs> like he has to show that he's not biased, which means he will be biased against us is basically what his point Well, that he didn't know Dan Crawford. Right. Well, in the, my, Mavs, in my... the Mavs went undefeated in the playoffs that 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 uh, that run with Danny Crawford. Well, they also the were the champions and a great team. That might have something yeah. to do with it. Well, and my, my all I was going to say about that game was that to me, the sign of a well-reft game 
is when you don't notice the refs are there. Not that they're not calling fouls, but that there's not controversy. There's not stuff going on. They're doing their job. They're keeping control of the game, and you don't notice they're there. And there have been a lot of veteran officials, those three guys included, who have retired in recent years. And there's a lot more, in my opinion, of refs being involved in the game. Yeah. A lot of technicals. We got, we got celebrity refs. It's, and listen, man. Well, going on. The whole, it, the whole review the, TV appearance thing, these guys are like, you know, some of them got I like the it. technique and they've got. Well, I, I, like I mean, I, I'm fine with that. Other than the reviews taking forever sometimes. That's fine. Way, Billy Kennedy doing the, being on the mic is great. That's fine. That's not what I'm way, talking about. In Dallas the other night, the the referees mic didn't go to the whole arena. I thought it was supposed to go to the whole arena. Is that a Dallas thing? Well, sometimes it tonight just here in Memphis either. Sometimes okay. it does, and sometimes it doesn't. I think it just. All right, is anyway, the, my point is, is that this was not exactly the league sending the message that you can't mf a referee to the right. media. Well, Listen, my point is there. My point along those think... lines is that there's a is there's a problem in general because there's there's a lot of tension going back and forth between the players and the refs, and it's it's not good. I, I've I've always said I think Adam Silver does a phenomenal job, and we really shouldn't question anything that uh, the commissioner is doing. I really think that guy's <laughs> got a bright future. Uh, if you know, you know what McMahon's doing there. All right, it's one thirty in the Eastern time zone thank you for joining wendy us. has thank makeup you. in 15 minutes it's gonna be more than usual too brian brian's got a rough life rough i'm gonna life. have to use that special stuff underneath my eyes that makes the skin go away um all right thank you Montems. thank you mcmahon thank you to jackson our producer who's you know i'm gonna go to bed jackson's gotta keep working all right jackson so, have a good week <laughs> Brian, Brian, yeah, have back at Jackson's good graces wine. Have a good weekend. It's almost over. Thank you for listening to the Hoop Collective. Adios, amigos. <laughs>